From Relay FM, you're listening to Conduit, the show where we con do our own thing with our own productivity systems. I'm Kathy Campbell, and with me today, I have the incredible Tetris champion, Jay Miller. Okay, see, there's a difference between giving a compliment and just flat out lying. I am I am bad at Tetris to be good at Tetris, I guess. Uh, yet you are incredible at it. You're a champion in your family. You're a champion on this podcast. You're way better at it than I am. So therefore, I can name you the Conduit Tetris champion. Oh, the Conduit Tetris champion. Wow. Okay. This this is where I will listen to some good friends that once told me, Jay, shut up and accept the compliment. Hi, Kathy. <laughs> How are you doing today, Jay? I, I'm doing good. What about you? I am having a no bones day. Now, what? Is you like might a, be wondering. Is this a chicken <laughs> <What>? thing? <laughs> no, um, it's a TikTok thing. So there is a delightful, and I will uh, send links uh, in the show notes. There's a delightful uh, TikTok uh, user who um, does a forecast for the day for his 13-year-old pug um, basically lifts him up, and if he stands up, it's a bones day, and that means you can get your stuff done. And if he flops over, it's a no bones day because it means that things are not going to get done. And, yeah, today's one of those no bones days in my brain, um, and that's okay because I'm still able to do things that need to get done. Um, I did my... Spoiler alert, my connection check. Uh, uh, but I also did yoga today. I did dishes. I put recycling that was in a box that was living in my house for way too long out into the recycling container. Uh, so basically, it's a weird, it's a weird no bones day, but my brain is, my brain is is not working very well. I, I feel like this no bones day thing is is somewhat like an I can't even day, but it's like you can, you can even. It's just you you gonna need a little bit. Yeah, you need a little bit of extra oomph, um, a little bit of uh support, a little bit of extra need to be able to really get things done. I, I love it. By the way, everyone, happy spooky season. Um, and we're going to be talking about a spooky topic. Uh, so I am really excited about this episode. I'm going to hype it up as much as possible uh, because <laughs> I know, I just know for a fact that this is going to be one that hits people right in the feels. Yes. And we can't wait to hear uh, what you think about it and uh, where you're at. But first, I want to let's let's start at the top and uh, talk about our shout outs. What happened these, this last fortnight um, that we want to go and send some love about? So I want to give a shout out to two of my coworkers, Lisa and Faith. Um, for those that, you know, obviously, we record every other week and 
this past week, I was in LA, in downtown LA, um, all week with some of my coworkers for an event. And I was like super terrified for several reasons. One, because we're in the middle of a panorama and like, of course, always wanting to be safe and stuff. But then also this was like the first time I was meeting my coworkers in person. Um, the first time I was representing my company, like in like public, normally I just do it virtually where I can, you know, put on a green screen and pretend that I know what I'm doing. (laughs) But I got so gut checked by like these two amazing women on my team that were just like, I think at one point Lisa just sat down with me and said, you're doing great. We love having you here on the team. I don't know where this imposter syndrome is coming from. You give everyone else imposter syndrome. That's how great you are. So I need you to stop it. I need I need you to make all of our lives easier and accept the fact that you are just amazing. And I almost cursed. And then I re- remembered we're part of Relay FM. Switch on. Um, so, so yeah, uh, oh, shout out Lisa, to them. I love you. Amazing. Thanks for bumping up my boy Jay because he clearly could use some love and support and and you're awesome yeah I will say my imposter syndrome was like in high gear like I was saying something like why am I saying this (laughs) (laughs) I think there's something to be said about in person especially when we haven't been in person events for a long time um but definitely having in person makes it harder to fake uh, past the imposter syndrome because you're like, oh my gosh, people can feel my vibes, feel my energy. Um, I can't, you know, hide my hands uh, in the Zoom window. Um, So yeah, I could definitely see, especially uh, because of the panorama and being so far out of it for a while. That's, that's a lot. Definitely. What about you? Do you have a shout out? I do. I got a shout out to friend of the show, Maddie. Um, We have been doing a weekly meditation together uh, starting each Monday off right. Um, We've only done two because it's been two weeks, (laughs) but uh, it's been really nice to have something scheduled on the calendar where I am holding someone else accountable instead of trying to hold myself accountable, if that makes sense, like that external um, accountability uh, is something that I really thrive with. Um, But it's also been really nice to kind of explore the uh, Fitness Plus meditation options. Um, The both that we've done, uh, both leaders have been really, really fantastic. um, And it's been way better than anything else. Um, Like, I have tried all of the meditation apps in the past. Um, Calm, I hated every voice that was there. (laughs) I could not handle it. Like it was nails on a chalkboard. It was terrible. And yet both both meditations that we've done have been really, really wonderful. And it's just kind of been, been nice. Uh, we have done, uh, the first one was Dustin and then we did Christian, uh, this week and both have been just really fantastic voices that have been really soothing. That's awesome. And, and I know I've, 
I've tried meditation on and off, and I do know that one of the things that I tend to do with my like ADHD like accountability group, uh, we do like a moment of breathing. And to me, that is like the most meditation I get. Um, but that said, having, you know, this this way to just everybody does it together. And then in the end, you're like, I'm going to do this now on my own and like give me a reason to like, oh, yeah, that's right. I can just do breathing. And like that helps me yes. calm down. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. In my therapy class, uh, meeting this week, too, we ended up the last like 15 minutes was just breathing exercises because yesterday I was also having a no bones day and, but like a brain bees, no bones day where I just was all up in my own head and it was really, really rough. And so, you know, it's rough when therapy is, is having a hard time. And like (laughs) my therapist was just like, "Mm, how would you feel about just doing some breathing? And I'm like, that sounds great. And having somebody just walk me through just some different breathing exercises was really, really fun. So we now have a no bones day and a brain bees no bones day, which makes me think of like those Halloween like things where they blindfold you and they stick your hands in jars like, oh, it's eyeballs. Like (laughs) (laughs) Kathy's week has been a a Halloween guess what's in the jar or guess what's in the bowl. It's been a Halloween spooktacular and it's only spoiler alert. It's only Tuesday. So hopefully the week gets better. (laughs) Well, I have another shout out and um, this one is from fellow uh, Relay FM people's switch on yeah sorry sorry i broke protocol um <laughs> the the latest episode of analog was absolutely amazing if you haven't listened to it please go listen to it um mike and casey uh talk about a lot of great things but but in there casey had a moment of identity vulnerability which was absolutely amazing um for those that don't know most of us podcasters um don't podcast full time. And there are some people that get to and and it's really wonderful. But um, even then, there are so many things to be afraid of in in being successful in your podcasting adventures. Um, There's a little bit of foreshadowing there. Uh, But (laughs) Casey was not only, you know, amazing and talking about this on his own show, but I was able to reach out and say, hey, Casey, I have some of these same feelings um, and I need someone to like talk to about it. And Casey and I, while I'm in a hotel room, got on like a, a little call and and just talked about it and just talked it out. Um, and at the end, I was so motivated and so like inspired to just keep doing what I'm doing. And and like, again, just like removing some of those imposter syndrome voices in my head of like, you're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be doing these things. Uh, so Casey, and then also the, the analog, uh, latest episode, uh, which you should totally check out. And I guess for people in the future, it's episode 194 titled one of the best whims I've ever had. Uh, so yes, this is, it it was such a great episode. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. I love um, both Mike and Casey so much. And and when they are mixed together, this was one of those. If you don't if you don't listen to analog, 
totally fine. Um, but I highly recommend you go check out this episode. Uh, I also have one last shout out to our amazing, uh, I guess, friend of the show, uh, Ellen, uh, our down under uh, Ellen, uh, who uh, linked and had the brilliant idea for a perfect conduit bath bomb. It is from Lush and it is called The Groovy Kind of Love and is just full of rainbows. I was super excited to see this, uh, but also um, flashback to a previous connection. I have um, altered my water heater so I can now take an actual hot bath and fill my bathtub, which is really great. Um, and now I think I need to make a uh, field trip to Lush and get a bunch of really fun bath bombs. But I'm also looking for a good bubble bath. So if anyone has a bubble bath that they love, let me know because I want to have more fun in 2021. And part of that includes a bubble bath. I'm also looking at getting some rubber ducks because obviously why the heck not? I am a grown adult and I can use my money for grown adult things like bubble bath and rubber ducks. Absolutely. I actually got a new rubber duck uh, at the conference that I went to. Amazing. <laughs> oh, that's a, okay. Putting that on our list for ideas for the future. We have very, very many, many ideas for the future, but um, I think a custom conduit rubber duck might be amazing. A, a custom conduit bath bomb would be also amazing. And this one works like this one is a great colors, great vibes. I love it. But I want one that just like throw the conduit logo on it or so do something to just say like yeah do the conduit colors I think would be really really incredible um, especially if it was a so they have um, black charcoal ones um, charcoal is really really great for your skin uh, and they have so you can do like so if we did the black with the um purple and the pink and the and the colors for our logo i think it would be absolutely incredible so um stay tuned not really maybe don't don't maybe <laughs> we'll we'll see what comes in the future um yeah, we're we're so excited for the show and for our listeners and uh speaking of listeners well, not yet. Just kidding. We're going to do our connection check first. Uh, Jay, how did your connection go last week? My connection went, by the way, I did play the zap, but I didn't change our call settings. So. <laughs> <laughs> Javier, you can work with that. Um, <laughs> I had My connection was to say no at the conference. And I remember texting Kathy saying, my connection failed in the best of ways. <laughs> I did everything in my power to sabotage this connection and my amazing coworkers would not let me. Um, I didn't get a chance to say no because no was said so many times that it was absolutely wonderful. And it just made me realize how like great uh, my the team I work with is, but also how like, how tired everyone else is 
like in in my head i was like let me come up with an excuse to do something like beyond my comfort zone so that i can lurch back into my comfort my comfort zone the next day and like i just couldn't like day one oh hey let's go grab drinks y'all this will be fun and then like people like nah actually i'm kind of tired so i'm just gonna go to the room okay well that was what i was supposed to say but okay awesome day two was like hey half of the people are working late so they can't do it anyway but we can go grab drinks and then we did and then was like well it's getting late we should all just go and it's like oh i was gonna say that (laughs) (laughs) and then the third day was just like all right, we're all going to go on an adventure, but we're going to go on an adventure so early that when we're done, we'll still have time, you know, for the rest of the evening to kind of decompress. And I was like, what is happening right now? This is <laughs> this is so amazing and yet breaking my brain. So, you know, I... That's incredible. I totally failed, but I failed in the best possible way. Yeah, you failed by succeeding in saying no to the expectations that are usually there by saying yes to the people that had already said no themselves. I I think that this goes so deep into why we like doing these connection checks is that it's, it's not designed to be a, let's talk about how Jay's a failure because he didn't say no at the conference. It was what did we learn from the success and what did we learn from the failure? And like, how do we even look at it from the most positive of lights? You know, I, I, I think that there's, there's something to say about when people say like, Hey, I totally couldn't do this thing or I didn't do this thing. And it's like, no, that's fine. Did you, did you do something else that was more important? Or at least now, you know, something that you need to work on for the future. Uh, I, I love that having something that I can think about for just two weeks straight of like, I can't wait to do this or I can't wait to explain why I didn't do this is like absolutely amazing. Yeah. It, it's, it's not, we're not a failure for not doing a connection. You know, I didn't meal plan before and that didn't make me a failure. It, it meant that I didn't succeed in a connection But in doing that, I learned a little bit more about what I was ready for and not ready for or make some adjustments. Um, And that's something that's really magical. I think about our connection that we have here. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Leading into that, you know, Um, but I love I love the ideas uh, that come out of this so that we can learn more about ourselves and each other so that we can become better versions of ourselves, which is really the whole goal of all of this. We can't do any of this alone. And so being here together makes it really special. So Kathy, I have to ask the beanbag, yes. the candle, the water, the iPad. Did did you did you brain dump until you were done? Well, sort of. I mean, I'm going to say yes, but not in the way that I had planned. Um, so I actually managed to get a new chair that fits perfectly in my office and it's fake leather. So it's easy to clean. If my lovely cat that I love so much um, decides that he's mad at me for some reason and pees on it, it's easy to clean up. And I've got my candles. I've got my iPad. I drink my water and I've also started doing, um, breakfast in my chair 
So I will sit and I will, you know, I'll run my coffee and get my breakfast and then I'll sit and I'll brain dump drinking my water. And then when I'm done with my brain dump, I will eat my breakfast and usually read a book book, like a just a fake book and just kind of set myself up for the day. Obviously, the last couple days that hasn't really been helpful because my brain was just, you know, crashing how it was. And yet somehow I was able to get things done that I needed to get done. So I, I have a gigantic, gigantic list of things that have been living in my brain. And each day that I've done this, I've kind of just added on a new list. Like, so I'll rewrite things a couple times in that brain dump. I don't feel any obligation of, oh, I can only write something down once. This is this is just that that process to get it out of my brain. And if it was still in my brain and didn't get finished, that's okay. I had, didn't sail or didn't didn't sail. I didn't fail at that. Um, it, yeah. So it's just kind of reworking what my morning looks like. Uh, and, and so, yes, I think that I was successful. The, this is where I want to brag on my Silk Sonic method a little because I think a big part of that, uh, of me just writing down the things that I'm doing or that I did, makes it so easy to go in in the morning and just be like, where did I, where did I leave off? You know, what was I doing? Um, and, and more importantly, like what, what needs to happen today? Like giving, and I love that you're giving yourself dedicated time. Like I, here at Conduit, we try not to, to throw out the buzzwords, but one of those buzzwords that people talk about a lot is like mindfulness. It's like (laughs) when you're doing a thing, you need to be in the moment doing, it's like, I mean, you do, do what works for you, but but at the same time, I do like the idea of a dedicated time of just like, okay, right now in this moment, my job is to sit in my, uh, you said fake leather and I was going to say fleather, but I'm pretty sure that my Southern <laughs> accent wouldn't pick up the L in there. Um, but sit in my leather chair, light a candle, sip some water and and just and just think about what the day is while I pick up one of these things called a book. I don't, I don't know what that means. I know. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But, but just giving yourself the dedicated time to do that. I I mean, you, you, it's hard to go wrong when you're just like, all right, what am I, what am I doing right now? Am I supposed to be doing it? And then like making this all about that moment so that when I, when I do ready break, like I'm coming out of a football huddle, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. And it and it kind of starts the day off. So even when I have a day where it's just kind of like not working, um, I've still. It's OK, because I've already checked something off my list. Yeah. And that's something really special. Even in football huddles, like you might know what to do and it's still not work out. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I almost gave spoilers for Ted Lasso, but I'm not going to do that because that's not the show. Um, so instead, let's head over to our conductors and hear some of their con- connection checks from the last fortnight. Awesome. So friend of the show, Maddie, uh, this is why they're a friend of the show, because <laughs> she shows up a lot, um, decided that. Their theme, the season of foundation, needed a foundation of health. 
I like that. That's awesome. First, I'm working on getting regular, sorry, I'm working on getting workouts in regularly, drinking enough fluids, eating regularly, and maintaining my mental health. Those all sound like things that I need a lesson in. Um, If only there was a podcast about that. Um, (laughs) I meditate with a friend. Hey, I think I know who that friend is. Uh, Oh, hey. (laughs) Once a week, and I'm working on tweaking my medications for allergies, depression, and ADHD. Another thing I should probably add to my list of things to do. (laughs) I am looking for opportunities for self-care. Oh, man, that is, that is uh, there, there's a whole episode in on that, yeah, including yeah, asking my, that to the list. Yeah. Including asking my partner to help me. Um, he offers and I pretend I don't need it. Not good. Yeah. Maddie, we should chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling this connection a check. So awesome. Got that, got that green check mark on the connection. Um, and then I see there's a, a future yeah, they have their, uh, she has her connection for next week. So we'll save that uh, for when we talk about our connections for the next fortnight. And instead, uh, so Chintas, Chintas, I think, uh, their connection check. So it turns out all they really needed to do was a brain dump. Uh, all of the personal home things that had been carried around in their fallible memory. They're now a mess of notes and half-baked ideas that need some sorting, but just writing them down has relieved some of the stress they hadn't really realized that was ca- being carried around. This is huge. I'm so proud of you, especially not just brain dumping, but like recognizing why it's helpful and then being able to do some sorting. That is huge. I love the idea of of sorting it. I wonder, uh, I think I need to go shopping, which, you know, I love. Um, but I think I need to go shopping maybe and get some post-it notes myself. I know that Maddie has this great chart, but I'm wondering if seeing the things that I've brain dump on something visual might work. I I am a big fan of the giant stack of note cards and you write one thing on each note card. That way you have a visual indica- indicator of like how much you were carrying in your brain. Um, yeah. Also, I can't help but to have like the 12 year old in me just say like uh, brain dumps for when your brain needs to go to. Number two. <laughs> two, 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 number two. Just make sure it's not a chart. <laughs> Use a chart to avoid a brain chart. Oh my gosh. Okay, we're writing that down. <laughs> we're terrible. Become a member of Relay FM. Soon, <laughs> soon to be merch. <laughs> brain dumps. Oh we do gosh. it. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, I think this sounds like a perfect time to take a moment uh, and let me talk to you about Pingdom. Uh, Today's internet users expect a fast web experience. No matter how targeted your marketing content or how sleek your website is, they'll bounce if a page is loading too slow. But with real user monitoring from Pingdom, you can discover how website performance affects your visitor's experience. So you can take action before your business is impacted all for as low as $10 a month. Whether your visitors are dispersed around the world or across browsers, devices, and platforms, Pingdom helps you identify bottlenecks, troubleshoot performance, and make informed optimizations. 
Real user monitoring is an event-based solution, so it's built for scalability. This means you can monitor millions of page views, not just sample data, at an affordable price. Get live site performance visibility today with real user monitoring from Pingdom. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you're ready to buy, use the code conduit at checkout to get an amazing 30% off your first invoice. Thank you so much to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and RelayFM. Okay, Jay. It's the spooky season. The spooky season. Super spooky. And uh, we're going to talk about fear. But specifically, the fear of success. I'm definitely afraid of this topic. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Me too. Um, So let's, let's get started. Why? What are you... What specifically are you afraid of? So... I am often afraid that if I do something well, it's going to involve more work (laughs) or it's going to let people, it's going to be an invitation for people to give me more work. Like I'm afraid that like if I succeed, more gets put on my plate and people are like, oh, good job, Jay. You're really good at this. You know what? You should just do this every month or every week or, you know, I, ah, that's no fun. Um, Also that eventually you just become known for the thing that you succeed at, which, I mean, I've had that happen in past jobs where I do a thing really well. And then people are like, Hey, you know, that thing you did that one time, can you just do that? And then like, it's like, but that's not my, but that, that's not my job. And they're like, no, 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 no. You're really good at doing that though. So if you could just start doing that from now on, that would be great. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Um, Oh my gosh. I am, I am terrified that success will come back to me in terms of more things on my plate. Yeah, that's, oh, wow, that's interesting. So that's not necessarily a fear that I have um, a whole lot. Uh, I'm sure I've probably experienced it, but I don't know. Um, It's not something specifically I can think of. However, this fear of success, like the... I think part of it has to do with I'm not in a regular job. So when I show myself as successful, I'm able to like, like if my clients say, oh, yay, you did something awesome. Let me give you more work. That's usually a good thing um, because I get more money that way. (laughs) <laughs> Whereas if I have, you know, this is your salary, this is your nine to five, whatever job, more work doesn't necessarily correlate to more income or more free time or more freedom or something like that. Um, but that's oof. I, the the pressure behind that success and how it balances out with other people in your job feels very like full of pressure. Like there's a lot of, of pressure in that. Yeah. And I, I think that that is, that is a part of it of in the realm of like, you're doing more work, but you're not necessarily being compensated for that more work. Um, one of the things that I always remembered was, 
And and actually, this is something that we do at my job now. We're like at the end of the week, we do what we called a twick, which is this week in community, um, <laughs> where we talk about all the things that we did and all the things that we have coming up the following week. And there's so much anxiety in that because it is very much like a tell everybody your successes, but then also tell everybody you know, what you're planning on in the future. And, and even in that, like my anxieties around, like if I only put down two or three things, that means I slacked. Or if I put down a bunch of things, that means I'm not really focused. And like all, all of these different mindsets of like, Hey, at the end of the day, if my end of the day report or my end of the week report has two things on it, or if it has 20 things on it, there's probably a reason. And and at the same time, I'm getting paid the same no matter what. And and this was something that I definitely, definitely have to keep an eye on. And I have to tell myself that just because you did something well, is it's not an invitation to always have to do that thing or always become responsible for making sure that thing happens. And a lot of that is, you know, using some of the techniques that we talked about in the last episode on telling ourselves no. Um, I, again, I talk a big game. I, I, I throw out all the confidence in the world, but at the end of the day, like it's a, it's a work in progress. You know, I, I can do good one time. And then after that, like fall on my face the next time. Well, and I'll, one of the other big things is, okay, yes, I did something. I succeeded in finishing a project and it was launched and it's out in the world and, you know, whatever happened. But what if people know that I had to Google how to do something? Or what if people know that I probably could have done something better? Like, or I was really tired this one day. And so it wasn't the best job that I've ever done. What if people find that out? That was, that was something that I had to learn preparing conference talks because with my schedule, I might do five or six talks, you know, for meetups or conferences or whatever. I might do that in like three or like two or three months. And if I spend, you know, 40 hours on just one presentation to make it the best, the best possible presentation ever, then that means I don't have time to do the other ones and trying to be successful, trying to be overly successful in one means that I'm going to fail in others. And, and I genuinely feel that sometimes like I have to tell myself, you need to give what you would consider a be, you know, presentation because the people that are going to watch it will believe that it's an A plus presentation and you just have to be okay with that. And the stuff that you don't get to, you can just, you know, if someone asks about it, you can just say, Hey, that was outside of scope. Or you can say, you know, you know, due to time constraints, we couldn't really cover it, but here, you know, I plan to do something else in the future. I, I think a lot of what I try to do is be everything. So it's like, I try to be so successful that I almost like 
sabotage myself and I fail in the process, which I'm sure we can talk about self-sabotage in a bit. Our brains are mean to us sometimes. And this idea that maybe we don't deserve it is also something that sits in my head like, oh, well, my privilege let me be in this spot. So I didn't really like succeed. Anyone could have done this and I was just lucky enough to be in this position or, well, I'm going to compare myself to someone else, which is never a good idea, but I'm going to compare my work for like, look at all of these people that are so much better at this job than me or this podcast or whatever. And my version of success is X and, oh my gosh, I've made it cool. And there's always, there's always, you know, new goals and new supports and, and things, but is it really like, did I really get there? Is this really success? And having to change it and, oh my gosh, I have to do something else now. Oh man, that, that makes me think so much about my journey as a podcaster. Like the first podcast episode that I ever did, that got like more people than just me, my friends and my mom to listen to. I was like, (laughs) yes, I did it. And then it was like, wow, a hundred people listened to what I had to say. And then it was like 101 people. And then like, as the number went up, like the successes that I had in the past no longer felt like successes. And it was like, whenever I succeed, like the next idea is like, do I have to do better next time? And if I do better, does that like invalidate my level of success? was I successful if the next time I'm successful means that I was more successful than the first time that I was successful? Success is such a weird word in the first place. Like it doesn't really mean anything. And and sitting and trying to say, oh, okay, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to determine what being successful is. And maybe I'll turn those into goals. Maybe I'll turn those into like, I don't know, like milestones to pay attention to. But what what it does to your work or to what you put out into the world shouldn't necessarily be determined by what success means. And I think that's a that's a part that I have a really hard time like disconnect with because I'm like success is this just ephemeral like misty idea and I I don't want to sit and put down what I think being successful would be because then it becomes a target that I can't hit I I wonder if there is a way to give ourselves like some things that we can tell ourselves to help prevent these weird feelings. Like we know we can tell, oh, that's just imposter syndrome, but that that's not necessarily helpful. 
like, yes, we know it's imposter syndrome. That doesn't help me in in trying to be successful. But I, I do think that what we can say, and, and again, going back to, to last week's episode, I'm going to do it in the most ratchet way possible and say, what we're not going to do is believe that my success didn't matter. And and I I mean that in the the idea kind of going back to the if if I'm successful but other people don't consider it successful, like did it did it actually happen or, or did it matter? Did um, the tree fa- really fall in the fro- in the forest? Yeah, if if the tree succeeds and falls and you know Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I I really do believe that there has to be this way of of like vocalizing the parameters of success. And a good example of this was something that I got from another show, um, Systematic, where, you know, one of the hosts, Brett, talked about actually overachieving and looking at it like, okay, and then at that point, like the exact thing that I talked about happening, like, oh, I succeeded and then more was put on my plate because I did so well. Um, but being able to say like, my success is not a, an open ticket for people to put more on me than I can handle. Like I can mm. be successful without having to raise the bar every single time. Like it, it's, well, I mean, I guess if I said it was limbo, you would lower the bar, um, <laughs> but being successful in life and like business and stuff and all of those things, it's not like pole vaulting. Like you can, you can be successful and be happy with where you're at and stay there. But I think you have to vocalize that. I think you have to like make that known and say, this is what defines success and I would almost caution with that. Don't mm, it's it's hard because I don't want to say like don't use like the whole smart goal thing because I think smart goals work in some kinds of ways. But like, don't get so caught up with the numbers. Like now, if if somebody doesn't know what you mean by smart goals, so so there's a there's a productivity trope of, you know, setting smart goals, which are specific, measurable, um, attainable. I can't remember what the R is. So R realistic, which I thought that was attainable. And that's the problem with smart goals is we, we try to come up with acronyms for things in order to be successful. And then we fail in accurately defining them. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Because we can't remember what they are. Okay. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. Perfect. But the idea of that is, is always that measurable of like people are, you can't define success in like a, if I cranked out 10 widgets and I, I did exactly 10, then that is a success. If you do 12, that's good. If you do nine, but something got in the way and you were able to accurately handle it, I still feel like that's success. So in in my head, like I, I don't want to tell people to avoid numbers altogether, but I do want to like encourage people to say the number itself isn't important. What's important is the feeling that I get once I reach some level. Yes. And and we're not saying, you know, success is X, Y, or Z. Um, but I think in order to be less afraid of success, defining what those 
like plateau moments of success are, I think can be really helpful. I don't do well with uncertainty. It's why I like to overly plan things. And so being able to figure out what that success means instead of letting it be, oh my gosh, I've hit this goal that I didn't even identify as a goal. It was just floating in my brain. And I think not having an internal dialogue is is where this part becomes more difficult for me because I have to sit down and like really put words to it because otherwise it's just a feeling, just like the essence of whatever. Um, but being able to sit and like, okay, this is the next stage, the next step of whatever I'm going for, um, the, the next level of success. And then once I get there, then I can figure out what the next step looks like. Cause I think a lot of times if I don't, if I don't know what comes next, it just gets really scary. And then I want to stay away from it, which can be bad. Yeah. That lingering feeling of like, if I'm so successful, I, you know, I tell myself, I, I want to automate myself out of a job. And it's like, well, if you succeed in that, you might get fired. <laughs> um, right, right. How, do, how does that, what does that look like? And yes, we're aware that it counteracts against, oh, if I succeed, I'm out of a job. But then also if I succeed, then I have more work. We, it, it's not logical. We get that. We understand it, it, you know, it's a fear. Fears don't really make sense. Absolutely. And, you know, I think the the way to to kind of wrap this up uh, in a nice, nice, succinct way is to just tell you, you can do it like you really can like and celebrate the times that you do. I I feel like that is where a lot of fear comes from is when we succeed and we only have the bad things that happen, we become afraid of the success because it's only the bad things that, that come out of it. But if you throw ice cream into the mix, like if you, if you throw like a little dance party, every time you do something and you succeed at it, if you smother the fear with so many positive things, then you start to look forward to the success instead of being afraid of it. And I do think in most cases, being successful only keeps you in that position. Like the the uncertainty and what happens next will rarely ever be as bad as you think it is. It's only that bad in your head because you don't know. You don't know where it is. But if you know that there's something amazing that's about to happen once you get there, like, then I think that's something that you can look forward to. I love the idea of celebrating those wins. I know a part of it in my brain is like, oh, I don't, you know, maybe I'm not worthy of this or whatever. And I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but celebrating those those wins, however small, I think might be a good way to uh, kind of step into that protection to not be afraid of success because you've already celebrated the little things, maybe. So I think that that can be helpful. And I, I love that idea. It's 
So we're having dance parties over here. Dance hey. parties. I mean, that that could be a connection. I mean, I wasn't going to say it because you need to give me your connection first. And I don't want to be bossy, even though I'm the host this week. But I know what my connection's going to be. So, Jay, what's yours? So my connection is to publicly announce success. I'm so conceited. Oh, oh I, I love it. it. Don't don't minimize yourself by calling yourself conceited. We're proud of you and let us be proud of you by knowing what's going on. So, I Absolutely. love that. Absolutely. And and I I don't have any metrics yet, so I'm I'm this is this is where that whole smart goals thing comes back. Uh what what was it? Um super uh measurable, amazing realistic and totally rad um is that yeah, that's, that's the exactly yeah awesome yeah um yeah i i am going to say that once each week i'm going to start slow start small once each week i am going to announce a success no matter how small it is that's real good uh so i'm going to do something a little bit more privately in that when I am successful with something, I am going to write it down on a post-it note or an index card or something and have that list so that I can realize, oh, hey, you done things. You can did them. And let's celebrate them. I love it. I think we also have some connections from our amazing conductors. Heck yeah, we do. Let's start with our facial. Uh, a facial. <laughs> start with a facial. Ooh, that's going to that be a future great. connection. Um, no, our official conduit Blue Dragon Skylar coming in with a connection. Uh, they have come to the decision that they really need to reevaluate their systems as they are right now. Do they need? OmniFocus still? Or could they find something to fit the style better? Is the Apple Calendar doing everything I need it to? This is going to be interesting. I cannot wait to discover the journey. Make sure to give us a connection check and, and help us see how this is going because this is exactly what this show is about, is being able to recognize how you work, not how other things expect you to work. And I love where this could go. This is incredible. Yeah. So maybe they can, uh, I don't know, invest in like a gaming chair and, you know, sit there and really think about their systems. And yes, Skylar, I, I do listen to your show and <laughs> I know exactly what you're thinking about <laughs> in your show. And I've been there and I just got a new chair myself. So I love this. Speaking of other things that I've done recently, Ellen um, has said my connection is to actually update my CV for the first time in a way, way, way too long time. Um, there's a new position at my company opening up with a different team that would probably be good to work with and would give me some new challenges. There you go. Setting yourself up for some future successes. I've been mm -hmm. feeling pretty blah about work the past year or so. So this position is a nice nudge to prepare for change. It could even be time to move on to somewhere new after five and a half years. But you need to take the first step. I just had I just did an update on the resume and all that stuff. So I am right there with you. It feels good. 
celebrate it. When you do it, fully celebrate it because you're going to look and see how much stuff you actually do and how successful you are. And you're going to be like, wow, I am awesome. Yeah. And I know that Ellen has had some like not concerns necessarily, but some stresses with work and the the team that you're on. And it's so exhausting and draining. And that's usually a good sign just to take a look and see what could happen, what you can change. And I'm so proud of you. You can do it. You can do it. Yes. All right. Chintas has come in with their connection, uh, which is to take the plunge and actually sort out the home and personal to do's. They have a work system that works well, but they have resisted tracking the home things in the same system. This works well for the goal of not getting distracted by work on the weekend, but less so for actually getting personal home things done. The best part about this is that you do have a system in place that works for one of the things, like one of your segments of life and being able to use that as a bouncing off point. So maybe it's... Uh, a, something in the same system. So if you're using OmniFocus or whatever and you have specific tags or, or processes so you don't see the other things, I think that could be really, really great. Um, I love the idea that you know now, especially since you've done your brain dump and you know what's living in your brain, you know that you can go through and get that done. And I'm so proud and excited to see what you figure out. So make sure to let us know. Absolutely. And Rob says, my connection this week is to build better systems. So similar to what Jintas is doing, um, to store content ideas for my newsletter. Um, one, what is this newsletter? We need to throw this in the shout outs for yes, let the us future. Know. Let us know. Um, but then two, you can do it. And I can't wait to... I, I love connections like this because it they do build. They build on to the next thing, which would be continuing to put out a great newsletter. So yes, Rob, please give us connection checks and updates and follow-ups and all those things so that we can make sure, one, we're subscribed to your thoughts and your opinions, but then two, we can celebrate with you. Yes. All right. And our last connection for the week, Fortnite comes from friend of the show, Maddie, and uh, they she's going to continue her path of establishing a healthy base while sprinkling in the foundation of space. So she's moving around her office, kind of trying to break some of the bad brain habits and to establish a studio that is aimed at giving her a restful place to work and think and be. And I cannot wait to see this. I've gotten some sneaky peeks and... It's going to be amazing, but more importantly, it's going to be the space that will work for you and that will allow you to be the successful person that you are and can exist in. And I cannot wait to see how it goes. I'm so excited. The, the best part about being a conduit and creating these connections is that the connections continue to flow. Like you can continuing a connection and just building on it is exactly what we're trying to do. And Maddie, you can do it. Heck yeah, you can. Thank you so much to Pingdom for sponsoring this episode of Conduit. We are super excited. Uh, Jay, did we conduit? 
Uh, I think we did, but something that other people can do is consider becoming a member at relay.fm slash conduit because we have a bunch of things coming up that we're so excited for and that we're talking about all the time in our community. So relay.fm slash conduit, become a member today. Okay, we con did it. Yes, bye. Bye. <laughs>